Hi, and welcome to the Kelowna Girl Tries podcast. I'm Barb, and this is episode 92, Thursday, March 31st, 2011. Hope you enjoy it. everybody and welcome to the show. This is Kelowna Girl, aka Barb. Actually, I'm more like Barb, aka Kelowna Girl, aren't I? Anyway, I'm not going to talk long. I'm not going to give a training update or anything. I recorded uh, the other night, uh, Eric and I sitting around the kitchen talking about our races and it uh, went a little long, so that's all I'm putting up for today. And then uh, my next show will be about recovery. So uh, here's Erickson, my race report from the Okanagan College Half Marathon and 10K on Sunday, March 27th. We had a great time. And uh, if you want to get a hold of me, it's kelownagirl at gmail.com. K-E-L-O-W-N-A-G-U-R-L. And the blog is at kelownagirl.com. You can get to the show notes and all those other good places from there. And hey, if you want to uh, join my Facebook group, it's Kelowna Girl Tries Podcast Listeners. Uh, just click on join. And I'm trying to find a way to make people, uh, allow people to join without having to ask permission, but I haven't been able to figure that out. So if you know how, you can let me know. Uh, yeah, so it's the middle of the week. It's Thursday. It's uh, I don't usually put a show out in the middle of the week, but I'm on spring break and I got a few more days left. So I'm just trying to fit it in. And uh, I may or may not do one this week, otherwise it'll be the following week. Tomorrow I'm going for a lactate threshold test on the bike with uh, my friend Rob Swan, who's a coach from Critical Performance. And I'm going to get a real test done. So I was supposed to do it uh, a couple weeks ago, but I was really sick with a bad, bad cold. And so I kind of put it off till now, and then I've been waiting till I kind of recovered from my race. And uh, so it'll be interesting. The only downside is I haven't been on my bike for two weeks, so it should be interesting to see how I feel jumping on there and doing such a hard ride tomorrow. So today's kind of a relaxing day, and then tomorrow's the hard one. Uh, anyway, I will uh, play that recording now, and I will talk to you again in another week. Bye-bye. All right. That's true. So I'm kind of squeaky, too. <laughs> <laughs> It needs a little WD-40. I think so. Try this one. I'm curious to know if you make that one squeak. No, that's all right. Let's go. Put it on. I'm curious. Okay. Yeah. Sounds much better. You're pretty squeaky too. Did I ever tell you what my uh, socials teacher said in I don't know grade nine, grade ten? No. What she said? I was sitting at a desk in <laughs> socials. And um, I had a chair that squeaked, and I guess I must have been going like that, squeaking it on purpose, mm-hmm. but not on purpose, but you know me, I'm kind of wiggly, right? Yeah. And she said, Barbara, stop that squeaking. You sound like a squirrel chewing on his nuts. <laughs> 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 and of course, you know, my 15, 16-year-old class counterparts just fell apart in laughter, and for weeks after, I got ribbed about chewing on my nuts. <laughs> I was just thinking it was a good thing I wasn't a guy because it would have been even worse. But I think so. That it was pretty so embarrassing. Good. She actually kind of turned red after she said it too. Did she? You know how teachers are. We say you know, things well, accidentally. You say things yeah. and accidentally in, in PE all the time. All right, hold your balls.
Oh yeah, right. right. Like yeah. anytime you're playing, you got the whole school, yeah. the whole class, and you're bounding. I never my kids to do okay, that. Okay, stop. Hold the balls. Right. Hold the circular orbs. <laughs> That's just as bad. <laughs> okay. Hold your equipment. <laughs> Hold your tools. <laughs> stop shaking your equipment. <laughs> <coughs> Teaching is a minefield. Pull <laughs> your shorts. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, race report time. You have to try not to um, shake things that are sitting on the table because it makes a lot of squeaky, rattling noises if you All start right. the tinfoil at the top. my best. It's, um, I don't even know what day it is. It's Tuesday, right? It is Tuesday. Two days after. Yeah. Are you suffering from DOMS? What's DOMS? Delayed onset muscle soreness two days after your race. This morning more so than right now. Is that because you've had three shots back with it? <laughs> Partly. <laughs> but also because I had a ride today. Yeah. It loosened me up a little bit. Yeah. So were you sore, more sore today than yesterday? No, I don't think so. Remember what I said after the race? I said I didn't feel like I hurt anything. Yep. And, and I don't think I did hurt anything. Right. So that was... Yeah. Well, I always think of DOMS as it's always worse the second day after the race than the first day. You're right. It usually is. Yeah. So I'm finding I am feel a lot better today than I did yesterday. Yeah. I'm still sore. I'm quite sore, but I'm not as sore as I was yesterday. My knees... Well, right at the day after, the within 12, 15 hours, my knees were really sore. Hmm. You know... Just in the front, and and not in the place. It wasn't an injured feeling. It was just like, oh my god, I ran too much. <clears throat> so, why don't you kind of recap your race, your expectations, what you went in, and what you, how you did, and how okay. things went for you. Okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> you did a ten k race. We did. I did. It. No, I did. Okay. I did a ten k race <clears throat> on. March 27th, starting at 8 in the morning, 2 above Celsius. It was 1, actually. Was it only 1? When we got to school, to the school, it was 1. Uh, and it was kind of snowing. It was snowing heavily when we arrived. Oh. Maybe I wasn't awake yet. Maybe <laughs> that's why it was. Well, we got there at 28 or 7.30 or whatever, yeah. and it was snowing heavily, and then we went inside, and by the time we went out, it was just flurrying I guess yeah kind of mixed with rain by that point yeah and then uh, we went out and started at <coughs> 8 a.m. after I got my toque on and my iPod on and my finally turned my watch on and there's so much to do know, before the hard. start of a race that I worry more about getting prepped for the race than I do about running for running the race itself. That whole start. Yeah, once you're started, it's just you just Put one run. Foot in front of the other. Yeah. Run. And uh, yeah. How many people and were in the race? Here's the interesting. Oh, what did I say? How many were there? Oh, okay. 120. 120. And where did you seed yourself? Kind of in the middle, I think, right? I thought you know about. Yeah, probably in the middle, but maybe a little, a little in the front of the middle. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Trying to remember. I knew that you were not placed in a place that was very easy for me to take a picture of you. 
Yeah. It's because I didn't stay near the very front. And you didn't stay near the edge either. You no, were I didn't. right in the but middle of the road. You do the same in races. You know? Yeah. I have a heck of a time taking pictures yeah. of you at the start of races. Yep. And I guess I was just doing a little revenge. Were you? No. No, I wasn't. But why, it just, why would you that's say just that? the way it happened. Yeah, because I like to have pictures taken. I know. <laughs> I'm thinking that's a dumb reason. <laughs> that, that is dumb, isn't it? Yeah. I'm going to get my I'm going to make it really hard for her to get a picture yeah. of me. Because not only that, this is I only got to see you leave on your race. I didn't get to see you finish. So that, yeah. that was, that's tough for me. Same thing with uh, Victoria. Now, the interesting thing about the start of a race, and it, it applies to any race, and we've talked about it, is we always go out faster than we plan on. Mm-hmm. Because the mentality of the group is to go fast, because you're not nobody's tired yet. But isn't that right, though? <laughs> nobody's tired yet. Well, that's right. Nobody's tired yet, so they're all going like nuts. Yeah. And as if, as if we're just going to hang back and just jog or run slowly, when everybody else is going nuts, it just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. So you know, my first my first kilometer goal, if I remember right, was. Uh, a 520 yeah. and it ended up being a, a 506 okay yeah. ended up being a 506 but uh, that's okay I guess it's okay but your heart rate jumps up quickly right off the bat because of the excitement of the whole thing and, mm-hmm. and that's another thing we talk about is why why are our heart rates so darn, darn high and uh, I think it just has to do with the competition you're just Wired. Well, I think for your race, for sure. I'm I'm not going to say, I don't think it affects me, or it isn't the same for me, because I have a longer race. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that wiredness wears off pretty quick, you know, but for you, you've got, you had a short race. So what what was your um, goal, what was your plan before you went into the race? My plan was to run the first K at 520 and then bring bring it up to 506, 507, 508 for the next four. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I, instead, well, I basically did that, except for the first K, mm-hmm. and then the other four K leading up to the halfway point were probably averaged uh, two or three seconds faster, mm-hmm. or sorry, slower, two or three seconds slower per kilometer because than, than I had planned. Is that because you deliberately tried to slow yourself down a little bit because you no. came out too fast? Or? No, no, it wasn't. Okay. Ironically, though, I, I ended up at exactly my goal time, uh, which was, I think, 5.40? For, for, for the first half? 5.40 for the first 5K. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Just bang on, which is kind of ironic. But I, I find the turnaround point, that's got to be my lowest point of the whole race. It's like... You're doing the same thing over again, almost like you're turning around. Because you and guys had an out and back, yeah, kind of. Yeah. So, so at that point in time, I found that uh, the next couple or three k's are like, ah, oh, struggle, 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 mm-hmm. and they're they're more like five twenties, five twenties, and then, then uh, you know, the last two k, you kind of, oh, you're just about there. Yeah. So and now you can go and kind of go, go all out. Then you just go mm-hmm. but I found during the last 2k I didn't feel like going <laughs> I was getting tired yeah. but but that's okay uh, still they were they were decent but but I think the key is to latch on to somebody 
who's running your kind of pace and just mindlessly fall in behind him. I think that's, that's, that's what I will try to do as I get more experienced. If, if they're going the pace that you think if you're going the, the pace, the right pace you want to go. Yeah. But then the, you have you to say watch what? because they can slow down too. They can get tired. What if they, you know? Well, yeah. You, but you always keep an eye on your watch too. Mm -hmm. You make sure that that's it. But mm -hmm. but it's kind of a mindlessness you fall into then, and I think you, and I think you save energy by doing yeah. that. Because if you start to see them pulling away, you start to look at your watch. Ooh, I'm slowing down. I better speed up. One psychological thing I did though, mm -hmm. and I haven't mentioned this to you before, was I was following this this one person. This was about probably three k into the race and maybe even four, but they start taking their jacket off mm -hmm. and they slowed down just marginally. Mm -hmm. And that's the point, psychologically, where you zip by them. Because it's kind of a positive for you and it's a negative for them. That's assuming it's a race and you're not just running for yourself, right? Yeah. But it, it's what I do when I race bikes or when I do anything. You look for, for the little uh, points that, that you can almost get one up emotionally on, mentally, on somebody else. Yeah. I, I guess to me that would be true if it was, if I was near the front and close to winning. And then I, then I care about that. Like when, when I'm at the back of a race, I don't really give a shit anyways. If, so what if I pass? I mean, I, I pass people, you know, in my race too, but mostly I didn't really care. I do in triathlons. I like passing people on the bike. Yeah. And the run. <clears throat> but I don't, I wouldn't care about looking for an opportunity or anything. But you've been in the kind of races where that opportunity makes a difference between you winning and losing the race. And that's, that's important. Yeah. I, well, you have to go for the opportunities. I, yeah. And I just think you turn it into a little game almost. Mm -hmm. You turn the race into a bit more of a game and it becomes fun yeah. instead of a drain. If I knew the person's in my age group, I'm way more likely to care about trying to pass them. Well, Usually maybe. I don't know who but they still are. But overall, if I see a young person, <laughs> they're all younger. <laughs> yes. If you see a young person, I mean, yeah, you want to pass them. You just you want won, to pass them. You could have won the prize for oldest guy in the race this time, right? I did, didn't I? Well, you didn't want a prize for it. No, but I could have. Yeah. I was but there the was a lady guy. who was older. Oh, there was. There was an older lady. Yeah, I beat her. I beat her, too. I'm just saying. I beat her, too. You didn't beat her. She was in my in my race. No, no. I mean, there's an older in the ten uh, in ten k in the ladies' side. Oh. I was the fastest guy in the sixteen over category. Men or women? <laughs> and last year there was no one in that age group, but this year there were three. There were. And you came in first. You won and, a medal. And and they were younger than I was. Yeah. Well, well they were only sixty. They were only sixty. And you were sixty-one. I was. So that was kind of good. And I won a medal. Yeah, so that's that your first of, running race medal fun. and your first first place. It was. Which is pretty cool. So, so that was kind of fun. You know, you always visualize that, you know, your last K, you're just going to go like nuts, right? Mm -hmm. But when you're in it, I don't feel like it. I, you know, I don't have the energy to well, do yep. I just want to get to the finish like it, line. You don't feel like it, but you do it anyways? Well, yeah, I, I got a. I was. I had been running a 5:25 before that, and I think mm -hmm. I brought it down to 5:14 for the last K, mm -hmm. and that was kind of. I mean, it, so I went a little bit faster, but it was tiring. My fastest, my fastest kilometer was my last one. Was it? Mm -hmm. Hmm. And then my very end, I was 5:55. It was the only time I broke six minutes. 
But that I was guess, the last 100 meters. I guess if you're able to go a lot faster, though, that last cake, you haven't run fast enough for the previous cakes either. No, that's not true. Ah, uh, okay. No, because I, I reserve, I keep some in reserve. When I cross that finish line, I am done. Mm -hmm. And I've learned to pace myself so that I have some in reserve so I can finish strong. I, my goal is to finish strong and to be all out at the end. So if I'm feeling good, I might go all out for the last 5K, like mm -hmm. I did a couple of weeks ago. This week, I felt tired. So I only, I didn't start pushing until 3K. When I hit that 18K mark, all right, now I'm gonna go. And then I tried to pick it up and pick it up and pick it up. Each kilometer I tried to go, I tried to go a little bit faster. Mm. And that's my goal. And so that when I cross that finish line, I'm toast. But if I do that too early, if I peak too early, Screw it. Then I then I end up crawling across the finish line because yeah. now I can't I can't maintain it. So you got to know yourself and you got to know what you're able to do. Yeah. And then it's it's a huge for me. It's a huge mental battle that last three k because now I'm pushing and I'm tired and I'm pushing pushing and I want to slow down and I want to quit and I want to be done and all I can think of is just get ahead, get keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, right? Yeah. And that's when I start to bring in everything that everybody said to me. That was encouraging. That's when I think about all the daily milers and the emails and the Twitter encouragement. Yeah. And I bring all that into my head and I, I just remind myself of all that encouragement that I draw strength from that. Well, it's just amazing how much strength mm -hmm. that that kind of stuff mm -hmm. can give you. You know, because you're not just, in a sense, you're not just running for you. You're kind of running a little bit for all mm -hmm. those others who have helped you. Yeah. And, uh, but the other thing about that last K is, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of uphill. Yeah. That last K is it's uphill. It's the sli sli I mean, slightest bit. Slightest bit, but yeah. it's still different yeah. than the other ones, you know. So, uh, what was your time? <sighs> what was it? It was 52.32? 52.32. And what was your goal? 52 even? I think I was hoping 52.20. Oh, okay. So you're like tw only 12 seconds yeah. up. That's pretty darn good. You, you know, the interesting thing is when mm -hmm. I, I did that practice run on the Tuesday before, four days, mm -hmm. five days earlier, mm -hmm. I, I did the, the end, the last little bit was a little different. It was more level instead of that uphill. So mm -hmm. even that made just a smidge different. But I, I also attribute it to just uh, your heartbeat rises when you're in competition, and I think it, it tires you out. That tires you out mm -hmm. a little bit mm -hmm. as well. Yep. So, you know, you, you've got to learn to psych yourself down, almost, in some cases, for a race. How was your... Um, what did you do for fueling? Did you take a Nothing. gel before? You didn't have a gel right before you started? I didn't. I had a oh, good okay. breakfast an hour and a half before. Um, you never drank anywhere along never. the way or nothing, right? Uh, I find doing, yeah, you don't really in, in a race like that, I think if you're talking 10K or less, mm -hmm. any distraction yeah. is, is saps energy out of you. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. You know, uh, I, I'd, well, be, I'd be interested minutes. in hearing, hearing opinions on that. But I just yeah. am so focused on just uh, sort of doing the job. And, uh, you know, you were saying, and, and I feel kind of bad about this, uh, you were saying, you're always saying thanks to all the volunteers, thanks to volunteers, you know, mm -hmm. all, the, all the people in there. And, mm -hmm. and yeah, they're wonderful. You know, you couldn't run a race without them, and they're superb people, and, and I really do appreciate them. But I don't have the energy 
to say thank you, thank you, thanks mm -hmm. a lot, you know, to everybody. I just, I hate to say it, I kind of ignore them and I just go, I go right through. But keep in mind too, you're running a 10K race, I was running a half marathon. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not running at that intensity either, right? And then when I did, when I did it at the, 5k races because I've never done a 10k when I did my 5k races I thank them but there's only one place where there's volunteers yeah and it's at the turnaround and I thank them and as I turn around and that's it so it's not hard yeah it's not like there's constant yeah but uh yeah and so so you were were you close enough to your goal to be happy yeah I was close enough to my goal to be happy because yeah. uh the goal that I'd set two or three weeks earlier mm-hmm uh, which was between 53 and 54 minutes. I, right. I beat it really you well. Beat it in the training. Level. So, yeah. and uh, my 5K time was great. I was really happy with it. I mean, sure, I would have liked to have 10, 15 seconds faster, but no, I'm really happy. Mm -hmm. I'm much happier with this race than I was <coughs> with uh, Phoenix. Yeah, and yeah. given the temperatures and everything. Temperature. Probably didn't have a whole lot of influence, to be honest. I don't think so. Except maybe in the amount of clothes you have to wear, and it just, that just, uh, I don't know. I felt overall the temperature was, an, uh, was it a real advantage. Because hmm. it was cool. Uh, I was dressed well. I, I almost want to take, a lot of people on the half marathon were taking off jackets. Um, because we kind of anticipated it was going to be cold, because it was snowing when we started. Yeah. And uh, I found, you know, I unzipped everything right, right away. But um, just it was a slight drizzle, so it was, I just found it cooling. Mm -hmm. And I don't need to drink as much when it's, when it's uh, that temperature. Yeah. So if, like you're saying, you don't need to drink when you run a 10K. And I, I think I would agree. I, I may or may not run with a hand bottle. I'm, used to, I'm really used to running with a handheld bottle, so it doesn't bother me. But it's nice to have your hands free. And a 10K in that temperature, I probably wouldn't have bothered. Yeah. But in the summer, totally would. Oh, like, I agree. I do this midsummer 8K, and I have to have my water bottle. I'm dying because it's hot even at 8 o'clock yeah. in the morning. I think the temperatures we had, though, I, I, yeah. I didn't need it. Yeah. I mean, you're still getting dehydrated, but you're not out there long enough to have the negative effects of dehydration. So long yeah. as you get a drink a bunch as soon as you stop. That's right. Well, that's good. So overall, you're happy and everything went well. And what's your what's next on your agenda then? Uh, we have the uh, Mother's Day bare bones, bare bones duathlon down in Penticton. So the bare bones, which you did two years ago. Yes. And. Uh, which I suffered through two yes, years ago. That was your first duathlon ever. That was my first duathlon. So now ever. you're going to go and kill it, mm, relatively speaking. I'm going to improve. Well, you're going to be better run, than your last time. My run will definitely be better. Yeah. I don't know how, you know, I haven't improved, I don't think, in biking since then. No, know? but your run is going to be what the difference is. Yeah. You're yeah. going to run faster. Yeah. You ran that, that second 5K in 32 minutes or something. I know. Last time. Yeah. So you'll, you'll run it in at least 30. I don't know. It depends how tired you get on the bike. You know. Well, you, <laughs> that's where you got to learn to pace yourself a bit. You can't go all out on the bike. You lose too much on the run. Yeah. You have to just you have to leave a little, especially you got to leave a little t in the tank the last four or five kilometers of your bike ride. You got to just psych yourself into okay. I got to relax my legs, spin it out, shift down. Just allow yourself an extra, you know, minute of biking so that you can 
gain yeah. three minutes in running. You know, I wonder where you should sacrifice that minute in biking. Should it be on the climb? You know, or where should it be? Well, I, that's I what I always what wonder. Depends on what your weakness is. Yeah, but that's always what I wonder. You know, where do you sacrifice that extra minute that you're going to throw away so you have a little energy at the left, uh, at the at the I end? I do it at the end, for me. It's an easy, because I need my legs to be fresh at the end. And yeah. so I, I ease up, I shift down, I spin fast, get the lactate out of my legs, mm -hmm. and I spin. I relax my legs a little bit. I, I even let go. I stop spinning for a second sometimes. Stop pedaling and just try to loosen up my body. Just, just even the last half a kilometer. Well, we'll go down and practice it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you test it. And you'll, you'll figure it out. But it's interesting because so with my race, I tested my race two weeks ago, and yet my race was a completely different result. And I still haven't quite figured out with my race, you know, why things turned out the way they did. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so my goal was to go in and do, well, my goal was to, to do 215, between 215 and 230 was my original goal. In other words, my Victoria half was 224. Mm -hmm. And my goal was to do about that same time, but not be in extreme agony afterwards and not have an IT band issue and be able to feel good afterwards so that it was just like a really good training run. Right. And so in this month preceding the race, I ran a 17K in two hours, then I ran an 18K in two hours, then I had a, a cutback week, then I ran 21.1 in 2.15. Mm-hmm. And I felt great after, and I didn't hurt. I know. And I was in zone two the whole time, and then the last 3K I went... I feel awesome, and let's kick it up. Remember, I and I ran a full minute, a kilometer faster than I'd run the whole time, and I I ran really fast for those last three k and felt great, and I still didn't hurt. I was, you know, I was stiff a little bit, and I, I skipped a day of running, my Tuesday run, but other than that, I felt great. Yeah. And so I'd already in that training run, I'd beaten my goal. I know. That's so, nice, isn't it? Yeah, and I think and my goal was the following weekend to just do a two-hour run and kind of take it easy, no big push at the end. And mm -hmm. then I'd have the race the week after. Right. And my only problem was <clears throat> it was the last week of school. And uh, early in the week, we were way too busy. We had our final volleyball thing on Tuesday. I couldn't run Tuesday just because we were too busy. And you weren't feeling well. Well, yeah, I was starting to, but it was I missed Tuesday run just because of volleyball. Yeah. Because we didn't get home till 10. And then Wednesday, I was starting to not feel good. And I thought, well, I'll just run Thursday instead. And then Thursday, full-blown, yeah. feeling horrible, sick all weekend, didn't run. So I missed uh, from Sunday to Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. I missed nine days without running. And so Tuesday, I went out for an easy run, 45 minutes. And then Thursday, I did an hour. And both those runs... I wasn't feeling it, and I was still not feeling really super. I was not 100% even on Sunday when I went for my race. I was still coughing, but I felt 95%. But yeah. my, my energy wasn't quite back, and uh, I had found my resting heart rate in three or four days before the race had been kind of high. So I started that race thinking, hmm, how is it going to go? But I was still, both my runs during that week, coming up were felt okay and I just know mm -hmm. if I was going to have it in the long run so I started the race and my goal was to do 630s for the first two and then do 615 to 625 just depending on how I felt for the rest of it and then last 3k 
pick up the pace. And you found for that first day or two, you couldn't go as slow as you wanted. Well, you? you know, that is the, and this is, this was such a challenge for me. This was a very different field. I've never run with this kind of group of people. There were 215 people in the race, and they were all very strong athletes. They were. There were no like beginners. Like beginners aren't doing a march, half marathon. Yeah. People don't do that. You've got to be running all winter. And most people who are just sort of beginning or you know just average, average kind of runners like me aren't doing this race. So I was out there with people who've been running for years and years and are super fast. Yeah. So 200. I knew that. I looked at the results from last year and I thought, man, I'm going to come in like third or fourth to last in my age group. Even if I do 215, I was probably going to be like 12th or something. And there's like 18 women in my age group last year. Right? Mm -hmm. Lots of people in my age group do this race. So anyways, I get out there. I knew it's going to be hard, but I'm going to, I'm, I was going to be determined. And the race started, and I positioned myself at the back. And man, oh man, everybody took off like a freaking rocket. And there was a couple of women behind me who were running fast. And they even said, this is, this is way too fast. We're not going to be able to keep this up. This is way too fast. That's right. And I looked at my watch and I said, yeah, Christ, I'm doing 5.45 already. And this just started, right? Yeah. So I slowed down. I slowed down. I kept trying to slow down. And everybody was just zipping by me, just zipping, zipping. And I thought I was at the back already. Mm -hmm. And then the people that were in front of me are so far gone. I thought, oh, my God, if I run 6.30, I'm going to be absolutely last in the race. Even if I pick up some later. I'm going to be the one that's trailing at the end of the line. I don't want to be very, very last. I don't mind being in the, in the back of the pack, but I didn't want to be, you know, and I kept looking behind me and like even the people that were slow behind me were, you know, they were pretty close that if I slowed down to 630, they're going to pass me, you know, and there might, I, you know, I'm probably exaggerating. There's probably a few that were really slow and ultimately there were, but at that point they were all feeling pretty strong. Even the ones that finished way behind me anyways. So I had challenges and my heart rate was just, that that was the problem. It's not just doing this pace, but I was already, like I started off the race in zone three heart rate. Yeah. And so I kept, I slowed it down a little bit. I slowed it down and I, I got down just to 159. So I was right on the edge of zone two and my pace was still quick. And so like my first K was 606, I'm supposed to mm -hmm. do doing 630. And then my second K was six something like that six oh something and then finally it started everyone kind of spread out enough that i didn't feel so conspicuous yeah then you didn't know where you were yeah and, and i matter. was able to slow down myself a little bit and i got down yeah. to like six sixteen six twenties and stuff i was out with them and i wondered yeah. well how about while you go to the bathroom i'll just finish quickly telling my story sure you can leave that in <laughs> yeah you're going to the bathroom yeah, yeah. But I'm not going to do like Megan does and take the recorder in the bathroom with us. I'm going to time it though. <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, I I felt okay, but my heart rate was just really high, and so the first 5k, I kept it really in the very very low zone three, high zone two, and uh, I felt good. I really did. I felt fine. I felt like oh yeah, I can keep running like this, and my shins weren't hurting, ankles nothing was hurting. 
And I thought, well, what the hell, you know, I'm just going to keep going and see what happens. And hopefully I'm not going to blow up, you know. And if I start blowing up, I'll just slow down. And I, I will have gained a little bit at the beginning. So I ran, 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 ran. And uh, I, I was able to slow down a little bit more, but never really got down to like 630s or anything. And this time on my Garmin, I actually set on one of my faces, I set a thing where it showed me my overall average pace. And I knew that if my average pace was 623, that's the number I needed, 623 per kilometer in order to have a 215 half marathon. And I thought, well, geez, I'm, you know, 623, 622, 624. I was overall, my average was doing pretty well. So I was kind of happy. And then uh, I took my gel at 48 minutes, which is sort of my plan. And that's about uh, 10 minutes before I hit the, the big climb. And then there's a big two-kilometer climb, and I just hammered up that. I, I was The slowest I went up that hill was six, 630, I think. So I was really happy about that and never stopped. My heart was just flying, though. I was way, way up there in, like, zone four. I was hitting lactate threshold then. And then finally it was time to go climb, go down the hill, and I'm, I was really happy that my knees weren't hurting. I uh, got to the bottom of the hill, and by now my water bottle was empty, so as I was running down the hill, I opened up my water bottle, dropped in another Endurolite, uh, ran up to the water stop and used their water thing, and it took me, I'm going to guess I lost 20 seconds filling up my water bottle, and then I just took off again. So that was the only stop I made the entire race. And uh, then I just kind of plugged along, and I, my, my heart rate was really high, and I decided I was just going to have to go with it, because... If I was going to slow down, I would have had to run like a seven minute kilometer, like 11 and a half minute mile in order to get my heart down into zone, heart rate zone two. And I don't know why it was so high, but I think it was because I'd had that low mileage couple weeks and because I was still recovering from illness. I think those are the only reasons, you know, and it, maybe at the beginning it's because you're really, um, you're really tired and you're excited and so all those things are happening at the same time. But anyways, um, so as I got near the end, I knew I wasn't going to be able to push really hard for the last 5K because I was, I was struggling a little. And so I decided I was going to wait till I hit 18. And when I got to 18 kilometers and I picked up the pace, I couldn't do 545s like I did with when we did our training run. Eric's back now from the bathroom. I am. Did you time yourself again? No, I didn't. Oh. But I ran back. Jesus, you did not. <laughs> did I jog all the way? <laughs> He's lying. Anyways, uh, so I picked up the pace, and the fastest I could do is like maybe a six-minute kilometer, but I was really, I was really hurt, and it was just a huge 18-minute emotional battle to run that last 18, uh, 18 minutes, that last three kilometers. And then, <laughs> and then I was, oh... Where, where, when you're at Gyro, what are you, 2K away? Not yeah, even. That, for us, it was uh, that was our 8K point. So, yeah, that's about 2K away. Yeah, I hit Gyro, and uh, my gel flask fell. But I didn't know. And this is so funny. My gel flask falls, and it's just right when I turned into the park. And there's nobody ahead of me right at that point. And somebody, I heard somebody holler, even though I had my headphones on. I heard someone holler behind me. I looked, and she's kind of pointing, and I stopped. I thought, oh, maybe I'm going the wrong way, because I'm pretty sure this is the way I'm supposed to go. And then I see another lady holding my gel flask. And, oh, my gel flask. So I, I ran back, grabbed it. All of this took seconds. 
grabbed my gel class. Well, in doing so, I had pulled out one of my headphones so I could hear what they were saying. And so I grabbed the gel flask and I quickly shoved it in my back pocket where it was now going to bang against my back and irritate me, which was really bugging me. And then I, I wanted to put my headphones back in, but when I pulled my headphone out, the little foamy plug thing stayed in my ear and I pulled out the whole thing, right? So I was running and I'm trying to dig this foamy thing out of my ear and then put it back onto the headphone and plug it. I'm not sure why, because at this point, I was on the last song of my set anyways. I didn't even need to hear it. Ah! So then I dropped it. And then I stopped. And I picked it up. And of course, I couldn't pick it up the first time. Because I, I was stiff. I could hardly bend down. <laughs> and I'm thinking, why am I picking this up? I don't need this. I have another little pluggy thing at home. I can come back and grab this in an hour. I can do it anytime. But I'm picking it up. I know I'm going to kick myself. And all this took me maybe five or six seconds. But still, like, mm -hmm. oh my God, why are you doing this, right? And so then I got, I grabbed it and I started running and I thought, this is stupid. And I shoved everything in my back pocket because then I realized you don't need your headphones on. You know, you don't need to try and stick that thing back on and risk dropping it again. You know, why are you doing this? You could end up missing your 215, you know, point if you screw around with this stupid stuff at the middle of, near the end of the race. It was so dumb. And I knew that. My brain was just not working properly. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> that was it. And then I, I and then the, I pulled the gel flask out of my back pocket at that point because it was banging, banging. It was bugging me. And I just carried it in my hand because it was a lot easier to do. And actually, I had one thing in each hand, so it worked out fine. And I decided at that point, if I drop this gel flask, I'm leaving it. And I'll come back and get it later. I know the route. I live here. That's right. Yep. Anyways, I just, I just really struggled that last kilometer. I just pushed, pushed, and it's like... Every last kilometer of every race I've been in, that's how I feel. I am dying. I am just pushing to the limit. I hit a new max heart rate for running that I haven't hit for a long, long time. I did 184. Yeah. Now, I did hit 190 about four, four years ago when I did the first time I did the women's 5K, but I've never come close to 190 since. So 184 is like the fastest heart rate I've had running for a long time. And that was probably right when I crossed the finish line. But when I looked at my data, my, you could just see my heart rate creeping up and up and up and up. And it wasn't even because I was, my pace wasn't even that much faster. Mm -hmm. Just that I was just so fatigued. And I did take my second gel at, at an hour and 30 minutes, but I don't know. It didn't seem to help. Hmm. And, you know, I don't think after two hours, 13 minutes and 49 seconds, by the way, um, I don't think after that point you can say excitement is, or stress or anxiety. None of that was happening. I, I didn't feel anxious. I think, that, I think knowing, though, the finish line is only a kilometer away. You just sort of struggle through the last kilometer. Oh, well, for Whereas sure. Whereas if it was another three kilometers away, mm. you wouldn't struggle during, until you get to that last kilometer or last well, two. Well, yes, right, but I also know? I wouldn't run faster either. Yeah. I mean, my last half a K was my fastest... Part of my my entire run, yeah, oh yeah, and I I negative split that race by almost two minutes, hmm. like my last half of my race was two minutes faster than the first half of my race, so I I think I'm really good at pacing myself, but my, and so I I beat my time from two weeks ago by a minute and ten seconds, which is really negligible, and my but my average heart rate was ten beats a minute faster, yeah, and that's significant. Like, my average was 166. And that's 
really close to my threshold, my lactate threshold. Was your heart rate high right at the very start, though? I'm just curious. Yeah, you know, well. you said you took a couple of puffs of Ventolin, and and that could have pumped it up right away and and, mm -hmm. and, and contributed to that average. Well, I took the Ventolin uh, right after you took off. Yeah. So I thirteen think, didn't minutes. I? Thirteen yes. minutes before the so start. So fifteen maybe. minutes before the start, and I know that does. But you know, I take Ventolin before every race. But you didn't during a practice session. No, I didn't. Right. But not only that, the Ventolin wouldn't have lasted for two hours either. That Ventolin rush of raising your heart rate a little bit wouldn't have lasted for that but length of time. It could have been responsible for the high average because I'm sure your average. No, but if you look at my, no, it, it might have been for the first couple of minutes, but yeah. my average heart rate was high. It kept getting higher and higher and higher as the race went on. Yeah. It was like real cardiac drift and it was showing a lack of fitness that I didn't show two weeks before. And that's yeah. why I think it was all about that illness. I really think the illness was the the critical piece that was missing here. Hmm. You know, I've run in those kind of conditions. It's a little earlier than I'm used to running, but I don't think that was enough to affect me either. Hmm. I had a decent breakfast. I ate yogurt and banana, which is sometimes more than what I even eat before morning runs. Lots of times. A lot of times in a race I'm too nervous to eat. Mm -hmm. So I think I was fueled. Well fueled. I think it was just, I don't know. I, can, I think that's the only thing I can attribute to. So I beat my time, but you know what? I I didn't accomplish my goal, which was to finish the race and not hurt. Mm -hmm. Even though I wasn't hurting while I was running, I felt You're not good. Injured though? Uh, Are you? Well, I don't know. I won't know until I go for a run. Hmm. I don't think I am, but I also didn't want to hurt afterwards. Yeah. I wanted to be like my two my week two run two weeks ago. A little, a little tired. With regard to me, let's talk about me now. <laughs> no, I, I'm just saying um, that was one of my concerns too because I've been experiencing pain behind my right knee at the end of a race, right? The mm -hmm. stiffness sort of thing and mm -hmm. down in my calf. And it was actually really good after this race. And I, I'm just wondering, we were stretching a lot the night before, right? Mm -hmm. Really loosening up. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if that had anything to do with it at all. Yeah. Extended stretching, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think for you too, you've been actually running on a pretty regular basis. You know, you've been, whereas all your other races, you, you'll run and then sometimes you won't run for a whole week. Yeah. But here, and this time, you've been running at least twice a week. Yep. On a regular basis and quite often three times a week. And you've been doing hour long, long runs. Well, I've been doing at least 10K time. every time. Yeah. At and least. so, you know, that's having a steady. A steady yeah. um, diet of running, that's the wrong word. But well, anyway, well, I know that that's you know. why I can do the first 5K fast now. Yeah, your endurance you know? is up. And yeah. so I think that's why you're not running. Hmm. Anyways, so I'm, uh, I was happy and I was kind of irritated with myself too. I shouldn't, I knew that the competition aspect, the competitive aspect was going to be a discipline challenge and mm -hmm. I really blew that discipline. I didn't have the self-discipline I should have had because it's not supposed to be a race. It was supposed to be a training run and I was supposed to try and discipline myself. That was my goal. Mm -hmm. It was to see if I can discipline myself in a race and I couldn't and I, I sucked at that, you know, plus being injured, you know, and at the same time I'm real giddy and happy that I had a 2.13 yeah. half, half marathon, you know. 
Like I think if I trained just for half marathon, I think I could do a I think I could hit pretty close to two hours and maybe break two hours if I if I trained for it. You know, I wasn't biking swimming and I really focused on speed and blah 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 blah. <clears throat> you know. But you know, I didn't do what I, met, I set out to do, so I'm kind of bad in that respect. <laughs> but I still am I'm so highly amused because I know from my big circle of friends, there's lots of people that run much faster half marathons than I did, but there's lots of people that run much slower. And I know 2.15 is a really respectable, you know, recreational runner kind yeah. of pace, right? A lot of, you'll be kind of middle of the pack, you're not going to be with the elite guys who are doing an hour and a half, you know, whatever, right? But, you know, it's not a bad pace. Well, and yet I was last in my age group. But then there's 90% of the population that would never, ever well, even I know. run it. I know, but you know? The, the thing that made me, what amuses me is when I did a slower race in Victoria, mm-hmm. I wasn't at the back of the pack. I wasn't last in my age group, okay? I, and so it's... Like I was maybe two-thirds back, but not last, right? And so it just shows you that's how good those people are that were in this race. That's right. In the Victoria one, it's like the masses run. Yeah, everybody was in it, right? The masses this one, run. only the good yeah. people were in it. And that's what made it more of a discipline challenge for me. That's one of the reasons. Like, you know, I had thought about three, four weeks before maybe I'd do the half marathon. Yeah. But then I looked at those times in there, mm. and I said... No, I don't want to do the half marathon because I will do terribly in it, you know? Yeah. And, you know, because they are good times. Yeah. They run fast. Yeah, oh, yeah. The, that, that, just because of that race. And I think it's just because it's early in the season. You know? The girl who won it, I'm sure she's going to be probably an Olympian. She's well, and the guy who came superb. in second was, a, was Olympian. an Olympian. Graham yeah. Hood is an Olympic yeah. athlete who came in second, and I guess the first guy who, I don't know who the guy came in first. He was The one. guy who's first is going down to run in San Diego yeah. in the next he's, week or something. He's, he's a, he did it in 115. Yeah. I mean, amazing. those are amazing. And of, there were 15, 20, there's about 30 women who are 50 and older. And uh, I, they all beat me except for one lady who was 71. She was the only one that didn't beat me. She wasn't that far behind me either. Um, but all the women who are 50, 60, 65, all of them beat me. <laughs> like, they're good. And the ones that I beat, I beat 15, I beat about 25 women, and they were all younger than me. Yeah. You know, and they're just... More beginners. They were more beginner type runners. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a it's hilarious. Like that just shows you how how um, competitive that age group is for me in my yeah. particular city. The older guys, the older people who are running those distances, mm-hmm. take it seriously. And they've been running for twenty, thirty years, That's right. right? That's right. That's right. That's the thing. Yeah. Anyways, it was fun. I I had a good time. I enjoyed it. I was happy I did the race and. Uh, I'm still kind of sore, but um, I feel like all my soreness feels like it's good, healthy soreness. Yeah. And today's Tuesday. There's no way I could run today, even though I normally would. I'm theoretically, th- I thought about running tomorrow. My problem is I'm going to do a lactate threshold on the bike on test on Friday, and so I can't run Thursday. He wants me to take a total rest day on Thursday. Mm-hmm. 
So if I'm going to feel like running, it's going to have to happen tomorrow. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to. I might just have to wait and run Friday afternoon or Saturday. Well, it's sure fun being part of an event like that. I know. You know? That's, I yeah, love that just, part of uh, it. Being part of the crowd. Mm-hmm. Hanging around yeah. with people who do this. Yeah. You know? That's the exciting part of it all. And a lot of people who are looking out and thinking snow and and thinking... Oh my gosh, that was so hard. You were out there and that was so snowy. And I went, you know what? The weather was the absolute least of my problem. Makes no difference. Makes well, I ran all winter difference. in snowstorms. Yeah. I ran in four inches of snow, dumping down where I had so much snow on my hat, I had to knock it off three or four times. So, yeah. this was, it wasn't even snowing when I ran. It was it was drizzling and it was actually nice. It kept me cool. So, hmm. I think another thing I'm really happy about is that I ran up that hill. I've run up that uh, hill like three or four times in my re- practices now, and I, I have no trouble running up hills anymore. Well, that's great. Yeah. Because uh, a year ago, I couldn't do hills at all. I know I even the little ago. hill here in the neighborhood, yeah. Yeah. I always had to do little bits. So it's interesting. Um, I found a lot of, I've come a long way, and yeah, you have. I, I'm not quite ready to to do a lot of speed work. Um, I've read. Uh, and heard that you know the best thing to do to strengthen your legs is running uphill at pace, mm-hmm. like at race pace, running uphill. So doing hill repeats is the best thing as opposed to trying to do speed work. And I think that's probably the best thing for me to do. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. but I find that I can't you know do a a real long run and a hill repeat workout in the same week. Yeah, it's just my body can't take both of those. I can't recover quick enough. So. I'm going to do a hill workout maybe every two weeks or every 10 days or something. That's sort of what I'm thinking. Because I still got to be careful. But I keep doing these little tests and I keep finding that I'm passing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like I still I don't have shin splints. My shins are sore right now, but I'm, I don't think, like you said, are you injured? I don't know what's going to happen. I'll, I'll know Thursday. Yeah. Maybe well. I should go do the elliptical tomorrow. That's what I should do. Go to the gym and do the elliptical tomorrow. Hmm. Well, that'll be, be good. We go to the yeah. gym tomorrow. What a good idea. Yeah. I can start working on my hills. Yep. Yeah. So? So? That's we've it. talked it out. That's the, that's the rehash of the race report. Yeah, I want a golf shirt. Door prize. Oh, yeah. I did that too. So Eric won a golf shirt yes, door I did. prize. I he was won. Lucky. It's the wrong size. It was so he gave it to Jesse. Yeah. And Jesse looks great in it. He does. He looks very snappy in he it. He does. It's a black, black golf shirt. shirt. Nice with tech. a coyote, coyote on uh, yeah. as sort of the what you call it. So you see. Emblem. And uh, I got a really nice green tech shirt. That makes me want to make sure I lose that last three pounds. Because <laughs> even though I ordered medium, it's still sort of slinky. It's slinky. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Not and uh, I don't get prizes for being last in your age group, sadly. I think I should have. Should you? Yeah, I really do. Oh, yeah. I'm a good person who gets last in their age group. I got a, I got a, you know, though, when I ran across that finish line and got my medal, everyone cheered as if I was, I'd come in an hour earlier with all the rest of them. I was a full hour after. They'd been sitting around. And both my daughters were down I there. I know. Wasn't that nice? Yeah. Hey, Barb. They yelled. That's right. I know. And I thought it was 
waiting for hey mom. Didn't they say hey mom? <laughs> Jesse no. or Angie yelled hey Barb. Oh. Yeah. We got her on dating mile now. Yeah. Starting to run. And so both girls want to do the women's 5K with me on in June. Me so too. I'm hoping. You can't. <laughs> wear a dress or something. <laughs> yeah. That'd be hard to run in. Erica. Erica. I almost said your last name. <laughs> oops. Oops. Erica, oops. Yeah. All right. Well. All right. That's it. That's it. So. That was fun. We'll sign off and hopefully just record it properly. The sun must say.